I am unashamed. What about you? Yeah, I mean, it was like, it was, it was cool. It was nice. And then like the next day it was summer, you know. We just missed spring. Yeah, just, <laughs> it was terrible. I mean, Phil caught the ops, but that was only a couple of weeks. Usually it lasts longer than that. It's like I've got the, one net at an old set. It all rhymes, which is a sure bet. <laughs> one so, net with an old set. It's a it's sure bet. bet. One net, old set, meaning I dropped a truck head with a rope tied on it, <laughs> nylon, doesn't rot. How many years ago? Thank the Almighty that whoever developed a nylon, it, it, uh, it crossed a great threshold. <laughs> I remember when we didn't have nylon. Did it? Ha does it have three strands or two? Three strands. You know where they got that idea, don't you? Ecclesiastes. Typical. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I just go out there and I, I check it. It just a, it just uh it's a sure bet. I know I'm gonna have them. The question is just how many. But I raised it, my little net up. It's, that that's about a net about like that, not real big. Looks like about, about, a hula hoop. About, a, about a hula hoop. About, about a hula hoop. About three so feet. And I, and I and I felt them surge a little bit. I felt them. I told Dan, I said, Dan, this thing is loaded. He said, you think? I said, I think so. So is Dan your muscle, or did you? Or are you doing it still? You were I, no, Dan just watching. He's he's spurring me on. He said, he said, I hope I have muscles like that when I'm your age. I said, well, Dad, he's doing to you what you used to do to us. Yeah, right. but Al, if, if you don't, it doesn't matter how many muscles you have. If you don't know the technique yeah. of yeah. raising a hoop net, right, it's all about you will literally bust it apart. All I mean, in all the technique. The, yeah, all yeah. in the technique. But anyway, I looked down there when I got up and I could see what was in the net. Of course, I could tell back in the back there was no, no scum or anything on the strings. That, well, that it, meant I, I could tell. Bumping. I could tell they'd bump, bumped it, kept the net clean. Well, I looked down in there and I counted them. I said one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> I said, Dan, I have eight. Three of them are about fifteen pounds a piece. Ooh, so that was fifty pounds. On three of them, it's about like that. Three feet long. Three feet I long. dumped them in the bottom of the boat. <laughs> I hand-picked two three-and-a-half, four-pounders. Perfect. And I said, Perfect eater. I said, get a hold, get on the phone, and see if you reach anybody that wants some Opelousa's cat. Well, he didn't do that because if he would called me, I'd have come and got him. <laughs> I told him, I said, get on the phone, get him. Chad Johnson, his phone wouldn't work. He, he called around. I mm. said, I, I was pouring a little water when he was making the calls. I was pouring a little water on him to keep him wet, you know. So I, I said, well, they go back to the river. They're, they're, they're in luck. That's the first time I've ever thrown Opelousa's catfish I couldn't back believe in the water. <clears throat> well, you told me that Saturday. I was in shock. I just I was like, are we really living that well that we just turn ops back in the river? I was like, you're talking about I've a charm eating, life. I've been eating them Opelousas. They're running in May. They spawn in May, so that's why I'm catching so many. And their old set was always old faithful, best one of the best sets we ever had. But I just said, well, I don't mind dressing them for someone else. But I mean, who who can we give them to there, Dan? So we tried and made tried to get a hold of somebody. You did try. You made the attempt, but so they didn't call you, did they? I didn't just reached and got them, and I just set them down outside the boat, and they just went on Easy. their way. In their way. I took the two, cleaned them. I'm, I'm having them today. So now that that's over. Yeah. Well, we're, you're we're, we're finishing up on that them two yeah. today. 
But so, you'll have a few more in there probably because this. That, I've already I already have some more. Yeah. That, Jace, you might want to give Bill well, Dan a text some, and yeah, say. Yeah, there's some more. You still got the net out? Yeah. Well, I may just go run it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll go run it. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, when June gets here, it's over. Yeah. And, they and are it's so good to eat. I mean, they really are a good tasting fish. Well, you know, when we were growing up, we talked about this on a previous podcast. We think about May as May Hall Month. But May was also the best time to catch Opelousas catfish. Yep. And so really, the month of May, and you got out of school, so I, I don't know that there was a better month growing up than That's the month That's when of May. the fruit of the outdoors seemed to really come to fruition. Yeah, the river's just right. Oh, Speaking yeah. out of uh, getting out of school, I had this weekend my last natural child that my <laughs> wife and I have. <laughs> She's graduating. You can't really say you you have a broad Uh, range of children now. We're trying to be the United Nations Mm -hmm. amongst. So, uh, you know, it was I was it was a strange response because Missy seemed happy about it. You have African American. You have uh, uh, Hispanic. When you combine us all, yeah, we 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 are the United Nations. So I I uh, by the way, within our family structure, it's all of them Asian. 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 We pretty much got the world covered. Yeah. What I was going to say is, so we, uh, I was a little bit, I got a little emotional about it because I thought, man, this is it. This is, you know, Miss uh, Mia's graduating high school. She's going to college. Got a scholarship. I'm super proud of her. She's doing awesome. How'd she get a scholarship? uh, Brain power? Smart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And plays as many instruments, I guess. You know, I don't. I'm not sure the specifics of it, but I'm sure I should know that. But, but yeah, she's she's happy and proud. So they had a graduation thing. They did a little worship service, and uh, she plays the. I don't know what that thing's called. Keyboard. It's like yeah, the keyboard. And that was awesome. They kind of did it for the uh, the youth there. Yep. So and so. Then they had a parade. I was like, what? Well, she asked me to drive her in the parade. And so you remember the vehicle that I bought, Missy? Oh, the VW? In, in our little duck show. <coughs> yep. What was that, 10 years ago? Yeah, it's been a People while. probably thought, oh, yeah, that really didn't happen. Oh, yeah, I bought her a car. I think it was for <laughs> It was for her birthday. For, yeah, her birthday. I think it was a birthday. Well, we still have that car. Yeah. It's a, it's a Beetle. Oh, Volkswagen, yeah. But a uh, convertible, a right? Beetle? Yeah, it's a convertible. Yeah. And uh, look, I don't know. I think I paid seven, eight thousand for it, and I've been. People have asked; they've offered me like up to twenty for it, and that now. <laughs> and I'm like, babe, like, no, we're not selling that car. <laughs> the only problem with it is if something goes wrong getting parts. Oh yeah, it's it difficult. <clears throat> what so, brand you know, is it? What? It's a Volkswagen. Volkswagen. German. And uh. Those Germans can build some cars now. I used to own a Volkswagen. Yeah, mom had one. You remember that old white one she had? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> mom was there last night, and she's like, "You know, I used to have one." I said, "Okay, I remember." <laughs> she said, "But it wasn't as nice as this." The one. floor rusted <laughs> out, so when you'd be driving, you'd see the road <laughs> down going underneath. You wouldn't you. want to slip. <laughs> no, you wouldn't want that foot to go down. I know. We called it an open spit tune. <laughs> <laughs> but she she turned in one time she turned in tight and somebody just went you know was hanging on that door out yeah. and then swung back i think well it was what's a, so funny is because missy you know twice a year they'll let the top down 
and, and ride around in the convertible, you know, and then, but in Louisiana, you're like <laughs> in between the pollen and the bugs. <laughs> right. I mean, right now, I don't know what these little black uh, bugs are. They're, but, uh, they call them love bugs. They're 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 usually well, they're in love. Yeah. they're everywhere. There's tens of thousands of <laughs> they're them. They're mating from, from right every conceivable angle. So in front my, of your car just looks like a or truck just as a black. This is where know. love ended for those. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing you can do. That's right. There's some people even in our world that they they can't even drive down the road. They wouldn't be able to drive down the road right because they wouldn't want to you know kill a bug. Well, you can't live here then. <laughs> That's right. So and if you put that top down, you're gonna have a mouthful of them. Yeah, so we had the the parade, but I thought it was really good. I mean, they the church members lined the streets up. I mean, you would think this is kind of like I, I heard Mia say, you would think this is kind of juvenile, but this is so much fun. I yeah. mean, she loved that. So the graduate, everybody loves a parade. They sit on the, uh, you know, like they have their feet in the back seat if you had a convertible. Of course, some of them had the trailers. Well, in the, the old days, ride. Dad, that's what they did in your day. That's what they did at like homecoming, right? The yeah, the gals would sit up on. They don't really do that anymore. I don't. Guess. Well, that's what they did for this. Yeah. and there was a lot of people there, and uh, they were cheering, and I it just makes them because you know I had a buddy one time tell me he's like, well, you never should celebrate your kid doing something that they were supposed to do. So I thought, that may be a little harsh, you know. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> He's like, well, they're supposed to graduate high school. Why are you celebrating? I'm like, so I'm somewhere in between the two. Yeah, you're supposed to do that. Do your job. Act like you've been there before. But now, You think about it, though. It is, and you're right. I mean, it's expected, but it's an amazing accomplishment because you start to school, and nowadays you're like, they start three or four years old into these preschools yeah. and all that. and I mean, that's your whole life up until that point. But you know what I like? They celebrated. I didn't go to my college celebration, but the whole bunch got food for them. <laughs> and and, and they, they said, how did you know to stay away from there? I said, I, I just had a feeling. <laughs> yeah, but this, Dad, feel, it's not this hard was. for you to stay away from Hey, me, this but. was God's sanction. They had a service. They had a powerful message toward them. I mean, like, here's the six things you need to do. Mm. It's your next venture. And it <laughs> was good. like, carry your Bible. You know, I mean, it, it was all it, focus on Jesus. I mean, that was number one. I, I loved everything about it. Then they gave them a Bible as a gift and a, and a devotional book. In the grand scheme of things, like based it. on what's going on in these United States, I still say I don't see the downside of portraying Jesus, following Jesus in every aspect of your life. I don't see the downside. Love God, love your neighbor. Exactly. Where's the downside? Oh, you bunch of Bible thumpers. I'm like, yes, we are thumping our Bibles. We sure are. We're getting information out of it. Love God, love your neighbor, you know. But I like it when you churches. You got lists of sin. Well, we know what to stay away from and what to embrace. So I like it when churches take an active role yep. in transitions. Need more of it. Yep. Of, of your life. Right. And they're like, and it was great. It yep. was fun. Because, you know, it's hard to please our young people. I mean, they're so addicted to their phones and all. It's just hard to do something that they think is fun. So it hit me on that. I thought. These people are all in their rooms, you know, looking at their phones all the time. Just a little parade in the parking lot. It was fun. It was yeah. just so many people there. We were interacting, and the very opposite, uh, the very opposite of of going around doing what y'all were doing and being mad. The, the, the most most of these groups these days, 
are all gathering together to show you how mad they are. A lot of anger. What <laughs> y'all you saw were people who were joy being yeah. glad. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Well, you you can have a whole culture full of the glad or a whole culture full of the mad. I would think people would say, "Let's go with the glad yeah. crowd." You know what? The one of the funny things I noticed. Give me a break. Is when I blew the horn on that little bug, it's like they made a horn that didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. That's right. <laughs> you know, most horns are like, bah. this oh, one's yeah. like, meep, meep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like the old Roadrunner. Remember the Roadrunner be yeah. running from wild? Meep, meep. That's what it sounds so like. So every time I'd blow it, people just started laughing on both sides. It was funny. <laughs> I thought, are we doing this? And then this? once you did it and got some laughs, you just couldn't stop. Could I didn't stop. I blew that horn a hundred times. People are so sensitive in our culture. But I was going to say about the weather, it was awesome night for it and uh but that's the time when it gets into summer which it's supposedly not summer yet yeah but it's here but right <laughs> but when dark, that heat, when that heat breaks it's, well right it, it's, it's so it's good because cool, it was hot when well, i think it's a, uh, contrary to what you said your buddy said about you know you know that that's what they're supposed to do i don't see anything detrimental about giving credit to where it's due when a bunch of teenagers have finally graduated from high school, which these days, that's, well, uh, exactly. that's a good thing. Well, exactly. I, mean, I think it shows. I, I think maybe that needs celebrating more in America there. You, you were talking about <clears throat> being addicted to the phone. Let's take a break. So, Jace, we got a, a brand new supporter uh, for the podcast, and I think you're really going to like these guys because uh, they're into treasure. Oh, I like it. Tell uh, yeah. me more, Al. Uh, so, you know, as inflation uh, is higher than it's been in 40 years, the value of the dollar is decreasing with every passing day. You're paying more at the pump. You're paying more at the grocery store, housing. So paper money is worth less. A company called Bullion Max, and it is a direct-to-consumer precious metals retailer. And so you can diversify with some gold and silver. I talked to these folks on the phone Man, I, I love the idea of how simple and easy it is. I will be buying some. I'm going to get into it and start out with some silver. Um, they're, uh, they're owned by veterans that are in this precious metal space, so we like that. And they make it very easy directly to your house. It's insured. So, you know, you know these people now steal packages and all that. It's insured all the way till it gets to you. And um, you can get their Bullion Max Silver Starter Kit at the employee pricing. So you can get a really good deal if you go there now. Bullion, B-U-L-L-I-O-N, Max, M-A-X, dot com slash unashamed. This uh, this initial kit, which is what I'm going to buy, has uh, five of the most desirable silver products to invest in. They've got a silver American Eagle, Jace, and an Australian Kangaroo. Mm. It's made out of silver. So the offer is limited uh, to just one per household. So get yours now. Bullionmax.com slash unashamed. Check them out. I heard an interesting discussion. So my youngest daughter is t talking to her children who, who we're always having to, you know, get off the device, you know, because I mean, they're just like from young, young age, they know how to go place the stuff on there. And so one of them was asking her, cause they got this end of year stuff, like everything but with them, it's a transition flight from, you know, to first grade or whatever. So, there's this thing coming up, and and so I was kind of hoping they would film it, but so I hear Doc talking to his mama, and he's like, "Can you film the whole thing?" And she's like, "No, 
absolutely not. She said, I'm sick of it. Every time I go to something, everybody's got their phones up. You can't even enjoy the moment yeah. because everybody's filming the moment. And so you can't even see. And so I, it was interesting hearing her discussion. This is a, a problem I never, I couldn't relate to. And she's like, we need to enjoy doing it. We're not going to spend the You're whole time. You're not going to win that argument with them. Though. I know. It's, it's like, it's, she's oh. trying, you know, to like keep them from being so addicted. So how are you going to, y- y'all are the ones because. It's I'm not lo- even I, us. I mean, I'm it's I'm looking it's at our the kids. level y'all are on. Y'all are my sons. Well, now that's the, the grandchildren come from them and the different varieties that y'all have adopted. So how do you keep from going down the slippery slope to embracing all this crap that you see our culture is throwing at us? <laughs> well, it's a, I think crap, it's, that's a technical term. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a, that's a Greek term. Yeah. Well, I just think you, I mean, it sounded to me like she's, trying, she's, she's trying to fight the machine, but it's not Are they easy. all in Christian schools, all of our grandchildren through y'all? No, mine, my, actually three of mine are in public school. Um, yeah. Three in our Christian school and three in public school. But, you know, around here, the public school system is still pretty solid and sound. I don't know if that will always last, but, you know, it's, it's not, not as bad, at least at the younger And you level. have some in home school. I wouldn't send them to these indoctrination centers. Well, for sure, at the college level, you got to be super careful these days because people send their kids Lord, If you're waiting on I'm on about dad, but think about this. I would say if it's a bunch of filth being put out there on third, fourth, fifth graders, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take them there. I just wouldn't take them. Well, Whatever it took, I would borrow the money if I had to. Right. But y'all don't need to do that. Y'all have the ability to send them to where they're not in. Well, that's why there's so many people homeschooling now. So, which I yeah. get it. I mean, there's some, but it, it, again, a lot of it's what state you live in. I mean, which, by the way, that's the framers that the republic. I would educate the them at republic home before idea. I send them into this maze of. Well, it's yeah, depending on where you are, the sack, right? Of course, we got a lot of listeners out there. You're living in states. Some of these states. Man, I mean, you, it'd be tough to be there. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, you know, live free or die. You know, yeah. we had a family move here from New Jersey, and they were just like, we were tired of being under tyranny. Yeah. You know? So I get it. So, Jace, on the, uh, on the last podcast that we did, Colossians, yeah. um, we dad talked about, remember you did the thing about the names, the different names out of the first couple of verses? Yep. We went through that. Yeah. So one of them. The bedrock is, is laid down in all these epistles before he gets into what he's going to talk to him about. The gospel is for centerpiece. Right. Well, Everyone, what did we do? We did saints, uh, holy people, faithful, disciples, followers. Uh, so that was some of them. And then there was another one that dad brought up. And so I've got an update. So I, I got I made myself a note this weekend. Remember, Dad talked about ambassadors, which Probably we ambassadors, got, yeah, which we got from Second Corinthians. And brethren was another. So you and I posited a theory about you said something about ambassador reels. And oh, I, did you look into that? So I looked into it. Okay. I looked, I looked oh. into ambassador. Breaking news. Al has yep. done some Breaking research. Breaking news. Did a little research, and and this really was interesting to me. Have we taken a break yet? Yeah, we did. Okay. So ambassador, the English word which is spelled A-M-B-A-S-S-A-D-O-R. But mm-hmm. the ambassador real is actually the French spelling, same word, but French, which is ends in D-E-U-R. <clears throat> That's the ambassador. Ambassador. Real. Ambassador. Hmm. So with the word, catch this, Judge, the word, the French word means a man on a mission. Are you kidding me? That's what it means. 
ambassador. A man, man on, a, on mission, a mission. Doing some fishing. So doing some fishing. There you go. There's your rhyme. So so this, uh, did you know that ambassador reels are made by a Swedish company? I didn't know that. I didn't either. I just always assumed they were built in the U.S. or not. The, co- the company was founded in 1921. So oh, it's wow. over 100 years old. And it originally, they manufactured pocket watches, telephone timers, whatever that means, and taxi meters. Telephone timers. Telephone timers. What is that? I don't know. I don't know either. But they were built them in 1921. So this this man named Borgstrom is the founder of this, and it was a watchmaking factory. So World War II comes along, and all of a sudden the demand goes down because the war's going on for what he was manufacturing. So he turned. He was a he was a, such a engineer. He started making fishing reels, and the first one was made in 1941. Huh. Five years before you were born, Dad. Yep. And uh, it's called the Abu Garcia fishing reel. The yep. first ambassador. I reel. remember them. The mm. first ambassador reel was 1952. I have some of them. Yeah. Yep. And they unveiled it at the New York World's Fair in 1954. You made your cask, and you. You uh, to keep it from backlashing, you had applied just a little bit of pressure on right. with your thumb because it was a closed face. We called them. You know, open face was you'd open it up this way and then throw it, and it, it would with, come with off the, the click bell, right? Yeah, it'd come yeah. off. It'd come off. Come off like this, like like a like wire coming out of a, a, a yeah. If you didn't wire, if you didn't keep a little pressure, that master. The whole thing turned. It was, a, it was a, like on a drum. Yeah. And, and you'd thumb it a little bit to just feather it, and you could loosen it up a little bit. But we liked the ambassador reels. We all got us one. Well, and you remember they were very precision reels. I guess they still oh, are. Very much so. So I'm sure people that do a lot of fishing, this is not news to they you. They didn't tear up easily. No. They, they were they were well built. Swedish engineering. Well, you know. Watchmakers is where it all started. But I did like that, Jason. I thought you'd like that. A man on a mission. I love it. Which is pretty good. Which is what we were talking about, Ambassador. Yeah, I looked it up in the encyclopedia. It said Ambassador. It had several words there, but one of them was messenger. Messenger mm. from someone else, from higher authority. Right. You were a messenger. Yeah. And w- with us... We have the ministry through that label of reconciliation to God. Uh, reality is found in Christ. We're showing them reality. Yeah, That's Colossians uh, 2, verse 17, That's which is a great verse. Uh, I, I did a little word study on reality, and that's quite, quite interesting. Hmm. On Jesus himself being the only reality there is. There's the creator in a human form. And all these, uh, the way the Apostle Paul did it, don't let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink. People get into this food stuff like they do under the law of Moses. Uh, or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, mm-hmm. Sabbath day, they were finding things to celebrate that didn't amount to a hill of beans. Right. Because he said, look, the reality is found in Jesus, who he is, what he's done, what he's now doing, what he will do. Right. You need to keep that focus. Don't get off on all this stuff. You know, on one one day is more sacred than another day. Don't do that. Well, yeah, like we don't have but enough. But America, America still does it to this day. Like we don't have enough dividing stuff. I was trying to figure out what this telephone timer was. The only thing I found was a was an hourglass <laughs> hooked up on the telephone. <laughs> well, that can't be it. <laughs> it's three minutes. <laughs> 
Well, it was from 1921, so whatever it was, we're not even have that anymore. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not sure what that is. <clears throat> somebody, Some, somebody in Unashamed Nation. I'm seeing a lot of hourglass phones. Really? That's what I'm seeing. Telephone. I tele- mean, but that doesn't it, seem like it takes a lot of engineering for that. Well, and some of <clears throat> now some of them don't have the hourglass, but they're timers. You know how you just click like a. Basically, the stopwatch. Yeah, that oh, was yeah. back in the that deal. Was, that was you, in my you, age, pre-computer. Well, you can't remember what a telephone timer was. I mean, you you do. do you, I never heard that phrase. Did you dial it back? I mean, you know, click it. I wonder it, if it's it, because it, you, it, you. Everything was a party line, and if someone called you, eight other households were listening to that conversation because <laughs> they, I didn't have, they didn't have enough. We had wire. that out here. Oh yeah, remember? Yeah. Because I'd pick up the phone and the Hudsons would be on there, and yep. then usually they would yell at me, you know, yell at us or like, especially yep. the women, get off the phone. Because <laughs> we were kids, so you know, you did what you were told. But I was like, you know, how am I going to know? How do you pick? The only way you can know, and then if you picked it up more than you know to check again and see, oh, they, see, a lot they of this, got hot. A lot of this stuff has little stopwatches, and it says you could time your telephone call. Like here's a vintage thing that says. A, a vintage timer from way back in the days of timed telephone calls. Because you probably paid for it by the time, yeah. don't you think? They get something along those lines. I'm sure they, yeah. that's how they did it at first. You get to get them off the phone. When's the last time you... Uh, so, hang on, let's take a break. When's the last time you saw a payphone somewhere? Oh. Have you... Have you seen one anyway? I haven't seen one. Now, where would I be that I would even personally, see one? Personally, just one man speaking, I think everything was much better, in my opinion, as far as spiritual matters go, Al. Uh, I think maybe the, the old days, 40s, 50s, pre-computer, I think uh, life was more simple. And I, I think there was, I think I, think I miss that. Yep. I'm still there, basically. <laughs> you never left. I never left. I just said, I'm sticking with the simple here. You know, if you want to talk to somebody. Well. Yes, what do you have to say? Okay, make it short, because I don't want to sit there and just run on and on and on. Tell me what you want, what do you need, what's the reason for the phone call. Tell me, ask me, and then hang it up. According to most book, movie, and television series, it's all going to go back to there when there's a massive reset when everything collapses. So that's the predictions yep. out there. So you may, the, the old days may come right on back now where you, I've, I've been warning them for, for years, a good decade. I'm telling you, <clears throat> if we just keep at this current pace with the debt doing what it's doing and all that, you finally, it's, your money's not going to be worth anything. Well, I will say that, that uh, your parents and you taught us a certain skill set that, if it ever got to those in our lifetime, I think we could make do. Yep. From the land and, yep. you know, I think we could survive. So what's it really worth anyway in the grand scheme of things? Well, right. It's just a I little mean, that's much. That's why we're. High tech is just a little bit in, much. I mean, we're in Colossians. He's not getting into a whole lot of those issues because, I mean, the point is you have a relationship with the creator of the universe. He starts talking about. When he's talking about riches, it, it's an, an inheritance for the saints in verse 12. Right. Yeah, that's I mean, where we left This is beyond out. your <clears throat> capacity 
to understand. I mean, this is... Biblically speaking, I feel good about my position. Since you died with Christ, Colossians 2.20, to the basic principles of this world. Now, that's a mouthful. You said the way the world runs and where all the, all the sin and all the marching and hollering and hooping. Why, as though you still belong to it, do you submit to it, the world's rules? Don't handle this. Do not taste. Do not tell. We're, there are more things going around where don't do this, don't touch that. You can't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it just goes on and on and on. All these regulations have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, false humility, and harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. There's something to be said there. I think I, think I know what he's saying. Just keep life simple, Al. Just keep it simple. Yeah, well, I mean, for sure. And you don't live in fear like so many people do in the world. There's no immortality tied to all that. It's just... It's just uh, a big bunch of yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I think his point was, which speaking of simple points, because I look back at the first chapter where we're at, and you're like, well, why is he writing this? I mean, he thanked them. He was, it's kind of like, you know, you do in any situation. If you want to encourage somebody or you want to challenge somebody or hold them accountable, no matter what you want to do, you want to start off being positive. So, you know, you're like, look, I really love you. You got a lot of faith and hope, and I've heard about all these things. Now, when he gets to, and he said, and I'm praying for you, which I can mean I'm praying for you, but it also means there's something. I'm aware. Yeah, there's something to be praying about. (laughs) I like the way he put it, though, from from when I first met you. I haven't stopped praying for you. Since the day you heard it. That's right. Talking about the gospel. Exactly. Rock. That I've been praying about this. So you're right, Jace. It shows you his concern. He was concerned, and I'm not making light of it. No. I'm just saying the next time somebody says they're, they're praying for you, they might have sniffed out your, you know, you got something you need to focus on and change. Because he says in verse 10, which I think is the point of why he's writing, he says, we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way. Yep. I mean, that's just the simple truth. All this stuff was written, and they had people trying to promote the basic principles of the world and the well, worship yeah. of angels. He, you know, he, that's he, still he going on. That. Yeah, and, and worshiping other gods that were not the true God. And so, but he says, look, I'm just trying to get you to live a life Worthy of the Lord, pleasing Him in every way. <clears throat> so then he, the section where, where two he introduces. I, it's almost like a song or yeah, that's, a pause. That's the way I looked at it, like a in, song in Colossians yeah. one fifteen through, really through. Uh, We're really all the way through two five, but because that next section, but but especially fifteen through twenty three. It's like it, a, it's like a whoa. It, it's I mean, to me, there's a couple of other passages that come to mind like this. Philippians 2, 5 yep. through the end of the chapter yep. there, same way. That's, you know, we're the one that says Jesus uh, humbled himself and became obedient. It And it ends up saying that every knee shall bow. Right. And 
So in uh, John 1, the John same, same thing. It's this image of Jesus being portrayed in a powerful way. Romans 5 through 8, same thing. Yep. And so you got to have this one in the top five because a lot of people, I mean, we, we already introduced this, but when you think about what what is so different from Jesus than every other religious leader or every other person? And it really comes down to that him saying there's a God and I'm I'm him. Yep. I, I'm the I mean here Paul says he is the image of the invisible God. Right. <clears throat> but it's more complicated, I guess, than it's just him. Because there's been multiple people claim there's some sort of God, but he's, I have a father, there's a spirit, I became flesh for you. I mean, that that's what he's per, portraying. So what he does in this section, Jace, to your point, and I viewed it like a song too. It's, it's funny you had that same image added too. The first three verses are there, the couple of verses are the heavenly dominion. In other words, before he got here, and then you've got, the earthly dominion once he got here, and then you've got our response to it. I mean, that's kind of the song. It's like a song in three verses for this mm-hmm. section is the way I kind of broke it down. I broke down the word uh, uh, reality from the little text that I mentioned earlier. Uh, these are a shadow of the things that were to come, everything that's happened in the past. However, uh, have the reality, however, is found in Christ. I looked at that word reality, uh, what is real, acknowledging the facts about something and thus dispelling unrealistic notions. In other words, it's, uh, the things you get out of the world, it's not real because it doesn't deal with sin or death. You, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In other words, if some kind of teaching does not deal with sin, you'll just see more of it. If, and, if, and if the resurrection of the dead, immortality, you have to study enough of the scriptures to realize it's a reality. The resurrection of the dead, it's right. a reality. It can actually happen. Jesus proved it. Look, I, I, I'm going to show you something here. I'm going to live beyond death. Well, there's no one ever that can make that claim. No one. Nope. And he pulled it off. So I'm reading it 2,000 years later thinking, <clears throat> I don't think I'm going to get out of here unless I go with this person right here. I don't exactly. think I'm going to get out of here. I, I mean, it's, it's in stone. Hang on, let's take a break. To me, he gives 12 things in in a row that you think about Jesus. So if you're considering living a life worthy of the Lord, which all that means is surrendering to him, saying this is... This Again, is, it's not your ability to do it. It's your response to it. Exactly. Yep. You got, he's the image of the invisible God. That's 15A. You got yep. the firstborn over of all creation, 15B. We need to talk about that, what, what y'all think that mm-hmm. means. Uh, third, the one by whom all things were created. That's in 16 17, the one who is before all things. 17B, the one who holds all things together. Sustainer. 18, the head of the body. 18B, the beginning. 
18c, the firstborn from the dead. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that. The one who has the preeminence, that's the last part of 18. You get to 19, all the fullness dwells in him. Mm-hmm. And his the, resurrection was not it, like Lazarus's resurrection and the ones you saw pre-Jesus. Well, we'll get into that. They, they, they died yeah. again. Right. Exactly. But he didn't. He's, he won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and look, those those two things, I mean, we're just spitting these things out. Well, just to finish my list before we start talking to them individually, in 20, he uh, has chosen to reconcile all things to him. And in the second part of 20, he's made peace through his blood on the cross. I mean, there's 12 things he either did or is that that separates him as Lord. Right. And so Because a lot of people are like, well, why, why Jesus, y'all just... Well, deal with those 12 things. I mean, and have some answers for those issues. And if you can't come up with anybody or anything, uh, I mean, it's not just like it's some made-up guy. I mean, when you look at this list of things, these are some, these are quite the boasts. It's quite the resume. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You start saying, I am the beginning. Everybody has a resume. I've never run up on one with this resume, I'll tell you that. Now, what I like to do, because I'm a simple man, and I've said these three questions many times, because you find these those those questions here, which is the, how did you get on the earth? What are you doing here? And how are you leaving? Those are three, the, I think, the three basic questions of humanity. Well, in this paragraph, you see them. When you see a verse 16, it says, For by him all things were created. Uh, no, I missed it. Uh, what is this? For him and by him. Yeah, yeah, it's 16, all right. For by him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, thrones, powers, rulers, authorities, all things. This is the phrase I was trying to get to. All things were created by him and for him. Now, those that just answered two questions. How did I get here? All things were created by him. And John 1 says the same thing. Yep. And for him. So what am I doing here? I'm here for him to represent him, which goes back to your ambassador. Right. And so then the third one, how are you leaving? Well, that's when you get down into the resurrection where he says he's the firstborn from among the dead. So there's your three questions right here in a nice little mm-hmm. little bow. The hardest one out of, of those by is way, that by him and for him. Yeah, while you're there, that's why when you finally get over to, to chapter 2 and verse 17, the, the, the reality, because what people fail to realize is that when they go to the funeral of their loved ones, reality has, is right in front of them. Death is reality. People die of a host of things, but death is is one of the big ones because when you go to a funeral, you say you are looking at the reality of the world and the one, if you don't know him, that has conquered that, the resurrection of the dead. We all die. It's a sad time when people say we lost them, they passed away, 
death is all around you. It can happen just in a, in a millisecond. You know, you're sitting in church having a meal and somebody bursts through the door or somebody just stands up and starts shooting people around them. You're like, reality, reality. Yeah. Well, think about what he claimed here. In 16, he said that whether thrones or, because you think, what, what is thrones? Empires. One of the one em, of empires. The biggest uh, shows people ever watched was that Game of Thrones. You know, this power and kings and yeah, well, wh kingdom. whether it's thrones, powers, rulers, or authorities. Is, now, is there any other power you can think of? Maybe death, <clears throat> and he addresses that in the next verse. He was the firstborn from among the death, because death is a power. Yep. So that in everything, he might have the supremacy. So he's claiming, Paul, he wants you to live a life worthy of the Lord. Why? Because he is above all thrones, powers, rulers, authorities, and death. Yep. Is there anything else left? Nothing. No. <clears throat> Complete. I just think that's quite a statement. I mean, is, when you stop and think about that's it, why it's I like, use, whoa. That's, that word fullness, that's where that comes to mind is because it's it's all fulfilled in, in him, everything. Mm -hmm. Everything the scripture pointed to, all the law, all the prophecy, everything in Jesus. Let's take our, our last break. I was thinking, Jay, you mentioned John 1 and several other passages, and I thought of Hebrews 1, because the Hebrew writer, it's almost the exact same languaging here. It says, um, in the past, 1, 1, in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom he made the universe. Same mm -hmm. idea. It was made for him and by him. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. Yep. That's why over in Romans 2, the way he words it is that every human being, you're storing up wrath if you're stubborn and unrepentant. You're storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath when his righteous judgment will be revealed. He's preparing you to tell you the only way out of that. God will give to each person according to what he's done. You say, good or evil? There's a judgment coming. Those who with persistence in doing good seek glory, honor, and immortality, he'll give eternal life. That's what's riding on all this. Same thing in Colossians. But for those who are self-seeking, there's a mighty throng of them that are out there and who reject the truth. There's the gospel, the bedrock of your salvation. And follow evil. There's going to be wrath and anger. There will be trouble and distress for every human being who does evil, first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. But peace, glory, honor, and peace for everyone 
who does good first for the Jew, then for the Gentile. God doesn't show favoritism. That's the way he worded it going into writing to the Romans. They have a tremendous empire and he writes to them and tells them this. He says, your life is in the hands of the one who's become flesh, died, was buried, raised from the dead. That that is played out in every one of these epistles yep. over and over and over and over. <clears throat> well, I, but not only that, it's, you know, it's, he gets so deep here when it says in verse 19, it says, for God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. He reiterates that in chapter two and nine, when it right. says in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in yep. bodily form. Yep. That's why he's the image of the invisible God. But they all live there together. But then it says, and through him to reconcile him to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven. That's where you get the statement of he is where heaven and earth meet. Right. He's the bridge. And he's Again, not, another lofty statement. He's not just a representative of two realms. He's the best of two realms. Oh, yeah. He's the best in the heavenly realm, and he's the best in Which the Which is why it says he made peace through his blood shed on a cross. So, which the inference there is we're at war with him because of our sin. Yep. He made peace. We didn't. That's right. We were alien, alienated from God. That's in 21. We, we did that, not him. When we were born, we were perfectly fine. And then what happened? We removed ourselves from the holiness of God. Right. It's called sin. Then we were enemies in our minds because of our evil behavior. Lots so what, of that going on. What we write off is just, man, I cannot figure out what is wrong with these junior high and these teenagers. Well, you, you become an enemy at that point. We all do it. Right. And when it, you see it in their attitude and, and there's an independence that's developing and you're warring with your creator. Yep. And just like we did and just like the people continue to do, we alienate ourselves. But, but you look at all this good news and you see the building blocks to forgiveness, grace, justification, and redemption through this reconciliation process. You just think it all starts with forgiveness because there's that peace on the cross. <clears throat> and that leads to understanding what grace is, which is basically God's love for us without our our merits. I mean, this that that's why I think Paul kind of, was, kind of was, choose this day on whom you're going to going to, to adhere to. Choose this day whether to be God or the evil yeah. one. Well, I think that's why he first set him up above all powers because he's above human power because your power can't produce forgiveness, grace, justification. You can't. Once you make a mistake, it was made. You deal with it. And he's like, I'm going to make peace through shedding my blood because we know all this stuff trickles down. The reason I'm able to forgive is because I understand God's forgiveness. I mean, the reason I can show grace to people is I understand God's grace. And I mean, people can, can have small samples of this, but if you want a complete transformation, that God's grace, it, it then teaches me to do these things that, that are good. That was his setup. And then the justification is, is him saying you're not guilty, even though you're guilty. 
I mean, that's that's pretty powerful. Yeah. And then you get yeah, he paid. redemption, which is then the freedom, which is what everybody's looking for. People just want to be free. Right. But that truly is how you're free from yourself and your sin and from death because of what he did here. Yeah, and it, it uh, <clears throat> people have a hard time understanding justification, but really it's a pretty simple concept. If If somebody you know broke the law and they got a fine, and then they had to pay that fine or they were going to, you know, get in trouble, go to jail, whatever. And you went down to the courthouse <clears throat> and said, you know what? I'm going to pay your fine for you. Just out of the goodness of my heart. Just I'm going to yep. extend you some grace because I know you don't have any money. Yep. Then you would be in a right relationship with the state of Louisiana. Well, mm-hmm. that's exactly what Jesus did for us. That is correct. There was a fine for our sin and he paid it. Yeah. The, that, the wages of the wages sin. wages of sin is death. That's yep. what you earn. Yep. But he says, I'll pay it by my own death yep. because I'm the exact representation of God. What's even more interesting, Jace, is you're, the Holy Spirit, the, the return for us, the deposit when he left is, I'm going to put a little bit of that in each and every one of you yep. so you'll have a glimpse of what it's like. Imperishable seed. Exactly. It given to us as a deposit, guaranteeing our inheritance. What's to come. What's to come, which is a really powerful when you look at this whole thing about the Godhead from the beginning to now. Oh, it's it, by far the greatest story ever told, boys. Well, and it wasn't like he didn't predict it. I, mean, I thought about the Isaiah 9, 6 when he was predicting Jesus coming to earth. You know, he said he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Because a lot of people have trouble wrapping their head that in Jesus the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Right. But you also remember in Matthew one twenty three when they called him Emmanuel, which means what? God is God with is us. with us. I mean, he brought his counseling abilities, the Holy Spirit. He's bringing this mighty Father. He, he's the Prince of Peace. He's making peace. He's bringing people back to God. But he's bringing everything back to God. I mean, that was the plan all along. It's just a matter of, you know, your response to it. I mean, that, it, it, there's nothing changed since he wrote this letter. No. I mean, the the false teaching might have changed. The, uh, the distractions on our earth ha- has changed. But it's the same sin. It's the same war with God. And it's the same grace offered. Uh, you're exactly right. Uh, it made me think of Hebrews 10, but I, I'll read that in the uh, the overtime. We're out of time. Um, remember, if you want to cross over and uh, check out overtime, we have used about a 15 minutes more on this topic, and you can do that by blazetv.com slash unashamed. By the way, we I baptized one yesterday. I didn't baptize him. I had the, the artist baptize him, but uh, he came all the way up because of what he saw and heard on the podcast. He said, uh, my go. wife and I have driven all the way up here. I need to be born again. New birth. I love it. All right, we'll see you in the overtime. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to Blaze TV at blazetv.com slash unashamed.